Hey friends, I am super excited today to be here. I'm super excited to jump in with some real life tools. Like we can hear other people's stories and we can talk about grand ideas and great things that have happened. But sometimes we need to just get to the basics and implement some tools in our life. And so I am really it was kind of hard, actually. I, I had some ideas for what I wanted to bring on the show, and it just didn't seem to flow, and it wasn't working out, and and now I see why. Like, I, after just being with you guys and talking and hearing what's going on in your lives and what's going on in my life, I feel like we just need to take it back, just step back look at our life, look at our days and make some, some just good, solid choices. And so we're going to do this together and I am thrilled. I, I'm just so giddy about it. So let's jump into that. And, you know, just a little, maybe fact, fun fact, boring fact, I don't know about me that you might not know, but for most of my adult life and in all of my kids lives I've held at least two jobs oftentimes three jobs and uh, I don't actually put language to that or think about it that often but lately I've kind of been giving it some thought because people keep saying you just do so much and I don't know how you do all of this and you're so busy and to be quite honest when people say that to me I don't attached to what they're saying. And I, I can't quite grasp what they mean because I feel like I'm just doing what is mine to do. But you know, the truth is I've been juggling for as long as I can remember in college. I worked as many hours as I could possibly fit between classes. I mean, hustle is my middle name. And then when gray was a baby, I was a realtor. I was in grad school while I worked a full-time job. <laughs> and then when Kay was a baby, I worked in two different medical settings. And then I've started a podcast. And this whole time for the past five to six years, I've been a kid's pastor at our church. Like, I mean, just insane amounts of things that I'm responsible for. Throw in, you know, different events and coaching soccer, or just crazy things in between all of that. And and really, I just did what I wanted to do and um, said yes and made it happen. But I don't, I've, I've created this as my standard of as normal, right? Like that's normal to me. But honestly, I don't know how to let it go and slow down. And when I try, I've been trying for about, mm, seven years probably now, which is crazy. Like, why do things take so long? It just, it feels hard and wrong or lazy or irresponsible or some nonsense like that. But my heart is just longing and begging for a new thing. And I have been working diligently at letting lots of things go, but there just continue to be more things, which is just life. We, we peel off layers and then God addresses the next layer and then the next layer. And we just do what we can do as we can do it. And that's great. That's fine. That's, that's the way it should be. And so I'm at this point where 
it's like time to peel off that last, that band-aid off the hairy knee, you know, like that last big hard, it's probably not the last, but it just feels big and hard right now. But I, I'm in this shift of wanting something very, very different. And I just don't know how, I just don't know how, I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to start. And, um, creating something from nothing is not in my wheelhouse. That's not something that I have experienced doing. But as I think about it and talk about it with, um, you know, someone trusted, it it's like, wait, am I actually creating something from nothing? No, not actually, because God has downloaded all that I need. Um, I have lots of things in my heart and in my mind and at my fingertips that are ready and waiting. But uh, so it's not a matter of God not having given every single detail. It's more like my life is so crowded. It's hard for me to find it. It's hard for me to hear it. And I think it's just time for me to fight for it. And that's hard, you know? So we're going to talk about all of that some more today. Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to a space of belonging. This is the Ash and Ivy Show. My name is Riley, and I'm totally geeking out to be here with you. I am challenging you to know your identity, find God's voice in your story, and give your life as a gift to the world. You have a voice and a message that only you can give. So let's do the divine work and make God visible through our lives and be in awe of what life is all about. All right. So last weekend, we watched a movie on Netflix called Don't Look Up, and it is basically a frightening level of parallel of our current culture climate with politics and the pandemic, blah, 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 really important stuff that I don't want to talk about. But what I do want to highlight is this idea that we go through motions in our lives without ever stopping to make decisions for ourselves. And one huge decision that we can make and are encouraged to make by God is to choose peace. Psalm 34, 14 tells us to seek peace and pursue it. So that tells me that there is some action required on my part. And this movie just made me think about the invisible things that are happening in our lives and what would, how would we react if we could break those things down and, and be able to see them the invisible things. Like what if we could see our reaction or our decision or how our time was spent and, and actually see visibly how that impacts our family? How does that change our family? Like what does adding that one more event to our schedule cost us? Or how does that skipped quiet time impact our evening? Like those are invisible things that are impacting and if we could see them and believe it, would we choose differently, right? So the movie in and of itself is all about this extinction level comet coming toward Earth, but the people can't see it and they don't believe it's happening and there's a big debate about it and blah, blah, blah. But 
there are truths all around us that we can't see. I mean, good things that we can't see and bad things that we can't see, right? And so how do we make sure that we are awake and able to see them and then take action based on them, right? And so, like I said at the beginning, we're going to take the next couple of months and really implement and practice life-changing functional methods for living a healthy life, a healthy spiritual life, an aware life, an intentional life. And so I want us to dig deeper than going through the motions and shift into this life that's filled with truth and choice. I want us to seek peace together, pursue it, run after it, and find it right? Like that is the goal, actually find the piece. And so um, kind of a little bit more of a personal part of my journey. I shared how I have this high standard of busy and that I'm doing my best to shift that and how hard it is. And so I've been pretty honest about that. Um, so Sunday was my very last week of serving as the kids pastor of my church. Ah, it's crazy. I I just remembered. So my brother just graduated high school, but he graduated a semester early and he's chosen not to walk. And my, actually my other brother did the same thing. And they both were talking last night at family dinner about how they just walked out the door. Like, it's just so weird. There's like no final nothing. You just walk out and you're like, okay, well, I I don't know. Things like that happen too. Like I realized, I don't know when Grayson's last Sunday was with me in kids church. Like I didn't know that was his last Sunday with me and I didn't savor it or, you know, we don't know the last time we're going to carry our kid to bed or we don't, it's just weird. Anyway, that was a little side tangent, but This journey of being kids pastor has been a a grueling experience. It's been filled with joy and fun, and I've been in awe many times of how God has shown up, of how the kids show up, but also, frankly, exasperation, fatigue, aggravation, and just being pulled in opposite directions because, honestly, I never set out to be a kids pastor not like I applied for the job and, and wanted it and chose that over something else. No, like I still work my job and it just was something that needed to be done. And I just had to do it. It was the right thing. There was a need and I filled it. And there are seasons where we just have to suck it up and do things because they need to be done. Maybe they're not our big dream or life calling or whatever, like, that kind of mentality. No, sometimes things just have to be done. The toilet just has to be washed. It's not my calling. It's just that the toilet's dirty and we have to do it. (laughs) Not that I'm comparing pastoring children to cleaning toilets because that's rude at best. But anyway, I am rambling today. We moved to this church to put ourselves in a new situation and always hindsight is clear But God definitely um, 
took us through a season of letting go of the old and making new space. I feel like a broken record. I talk about that all the time, but it has been the season, the chapter of our lives for a long time now of just making new space for our family, choosing our space, choosing what we want to fill our time with. It's like this purge of chapter of purging and simplifying. And it's been a season of endings, lots of endings. We've moved houses. We quit sports. We changed jobs. We changed churches. And this church is where my dad pastors and it's positioned downtown intentionally to be immersed into an area of, of need, high need. And, um, it's not exactly where people go with fancy church programs and pretty clothes. It's more like a stripped down version of church where there's a lot of serving every week, every person serving, serving, serving. And at first when we got there, there were no kids. And so we chose to go there regardless. And God really showed us that kids don't need anything fancy. Um, but I also wanted to serve my children. And so I stepped in and, and did that. So for now five or six years have passed. Um, and in that time, I've just kind of like stripped off layer after layer of my identity wrapped in performance and just been learning all the things that I talked to you about. And um, I know that you know all of this about me already, but maybe not exactly from the angle, from this angle of what it looked like on the outside. But anyway, also being at this church has given me many opportunities to speak and practice speaking in front of a church. And it's just been such a gift to be with my parents and support them. And, and it's been such a gift to serve my children because I don't know about you, but I always had a lot of guilt about how I was showing up for my kids spiritually. Like I live my life spiritually and vulnerably with them out loud, but, and it's genuine, but I never like, I just never felt like I was doing a good job. And and through this experience, I've like had this major question, like, what would my kids know about God without a fancy church, without lights, without music, without a kid's program? Who is God when all of that is removed? And I can say with certainty that we have answered that question. Like we have found God in that blank space because without all of that, um, prettiness, the things that we find in typical churches, organized, bigger churches, um, God's still God. He still grows hearts. He still loves. He still shows up. And really, we've seen him in huge ways. And it's just been beautiful. And I absolutely cherish this experience. I, I just, I savor the way we got to love and be a family in this simple, quiet way. And I think on that often. At the same time, I know that I can't keep sharing my mental capacity in so many places. And so, you know, I've had two jobs, two different jobs at the hospital, worked at the kids pastor and then started this podcast. I finally last February let go of one of the jobs, but still just feel so divided and mentally drained and also lately, I've just felt a little bit stuck, like I'm not moving where I'm trying to go. Like, I know what I want. I know where I want to go, but I'm not moving and I can't figure out why. 
And I finally kind of decided that I was being disobedient by trying to control my situation with my kids and with the church. And um, I've been serving in a place that's not mine anymore. It's the, the time has ended. And the problem with that and what goes against my personality is that me letting that go, it feels like that's going to leave a hole. It feels like I don't actually have a solution or an answer to the, to the problem. I'm my kid sometimes it's the only one there and he might just have to sit in big church. Like, will he suffer? Yes. Like, but is God trustworthy with him and also using my obedience and my example to grow my son's heart? Also, yes. This is the hard part for me. Cringe. Like it is okay for my son to suffer a little bit. It's okay. I, tend to want to rescue my kids. I want to save them from discomfort and hard. I want to provide bright lights and fun and adventure and give them every experience. But sometimes it's like, I have not learned a lesson at all. God's like, I um, don't need all of that to woo your child's heart. In fact, he needs to know that he needs a savior. If I provide everything perfectly for my children, they will never need a savior. And I am not my child's savior hard pill to swallow. And so I take that deep breath and I choose obedience for real this time. In the past two weeks, I have switched back and forth from control mode to release, trust, let go, obedient mode, like so many times like control, control. My son's going to suffer. I can fix this. I can create peace by making all things right. I can. I am his mom. I am smart. I am capable. I can hold all my stuff together. I can juggle all the balls. I can be all things for all people. (laughs) Uh, Exhale. I cannot be all things for all people. I cannot do that anymore. I cannot. Even if I could, it is wrong. And even though it seems like my kids would benefit, they actually will not. Growing my kids' hearts is more important than their comfort. And my life filled with obedience and truth is better, is better parenting, even if it creates discomfort, right? hard stuff. Y'all, I mean, are you getting all this? This is crazy. This is my crazy. Soak it up. I overflow with crazy, plenty to share, but do you understand the conundrum? Like, okay, let's get back. Our peace is our goal, right? Peace is our goal. Seek peace, genuine living without hypocrisy, without striving, without fake, without people pleasing, but true, genuine relationship with God that's overflowing into abundant living. Yes. Yes. Is that what you want? Because that's what I want. Well, how do we do that? How do we do that? Peace comes with God's presence. Period. Peace comes with presence. We can run and busy, and avoid, and hide, and fill all day long. But sometimes it's going to feel like a comet hurtling 
towards us and we can't see it, but we can feel like in the invisible, what do we need? We need to be settled in truth and peace. We need to be willing to say yes to God's way, even when our desire is to control and fix in such a stinking strong way. Are you capable of controlling and fixing? Yeah, probably for a little bit. Does it wreck you? Yes. Does it steal your peace? A hundred. Okay. Okay. So listen, <laughs> this title is welcome to my season of disappointing. Welcome. I will disappoint you and you and you and you step right up for disappointment. I am dishing it out. I'm stepping into whatever it is that obedience will bring. And <laughs> Trust me, goodness I knows I'm hoping that it's something like, but I know that it is. God is faithful. God is faithful and he's not going to lead me into trouble. So we can live our lives fully awake. We can look up. We can choose to see clearly what God is doing and we can choose peace, not ignorance, not numb living, but fully aware, fully chosen God's way. What in your life is distracting you from facing what is needed? It's probably that really good thing that you can logic out is so important and necessary. <laughs> but unless it's what God gave you to do, it needs to go. Cross it out. Focus on your thing and be the best at it. Let God fill the voids, all the voids, whatever they are. He is our comfort and he is our peace. So how do you seek peace? How do you find it? I want you to spend some time journaling about that this week, okay? Reflect on what actions you're taking to pursue peace. Action brings peace. The right action, I should say. Peace is a choice. And likely to choose it, you need to be aware of what is stealing your peace and what is opposite of peace. Okay, so journal about that. And every day this week, start the day with truths about who God is. God is peace. Everything God gives brings peace. He's not a God of chaos or confusion. So follow the peace. Girl, I'm cheering for you.